1: That how many fans start showing
0: up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Joe with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is.
2: Jonathan here with the Score North download brought to you by the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. We'll get you back to Mackey and Judd with Rami in just one moment. But first, you can join Score North, Rami Maclop and Team KSTP at this year's JDRF One Walk to create a world without type 1 diabetes. Saturday, February 22nd, join our team or donate to Team KSTP over at scorenorth.com, keyword JDRF. Boys, I know we're about to talk Wolves in just one second, and Rami pointed this out earlier. Did you guys hear Amin al-Hassan this morning on... The Levitard Show?
3: Just,
0: I just, did, hearing Cat apart. Yeah.
2: He tore Cat apart, but he also tore the Wolves apart with this quote. The Timberwolves, if it weren't for the Knicks, we talk about them as the worst team in sports.
1: They've made the playoffs one time since 2004 when they got knocked out in five games rather unceremoniously. But even if you look at their pre-2004 history, uh, that was the only year they made out the first round of the playoffs. And everything they had in their... In their existence, they owe to Kevin Garnett. Without Kevin Garnett, this is by far the worst team in sports. So Cleveland's bad. It's up there, but they've got some competition.
2: Can't really yeah. argue with him. No, he's he's spot on. The best price on everything golf is at the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, February 21st through the 23rd at the Minneapolis Convention Center. All advance pay tickets come with 21 green fee passes. Go to minnesotagolfshow.com to buy tickets. Yeah.
0: No, he's... He's spot on. Actually, let's let's go down that path here for a second. And then before the segment's over, we've got a little controversy in the good question standings that we need to get to here. I think I think we need to iron out policy before the segment's over here. And uh, then we'll get to write that down at 5 o'clock. Oh, five. now we want to iron out policy. <clears throat> Listen, this is all okay. part of a process.
1: Uh-huh. What we okay. don't want to do here is set precedent, okay? Okay, Rob. Manfred. I think
2: we've already set the <laughs> policy for this, but... We'll get to it. In I a think second. we did too. I'll I, be curious, I, curious I, to hear I, the. the case. I'll be curious
1: to hear all, all, all the
0: cases. But we'll get those. to it. Case it's law. Fairly positive. We sense
2: brought sense. this up last week.
0: So Amin Al hmm. Hassan from a national perspective there comes in and just drops a truth bomb and says, "Just to summarize, the Wolves have been around for thirty years. Kevin Garnett is the only good thing that really ever happened, and Flip Saunders, sort of by extension, and uh, they've only made it out of the first round of the playoffs once in those thirty years. They only have one playoff appearance in the last sixteen years." So, if it wasn't for the Knicks, we'd be talking about the Timberwolves as the worst organization in sports, and he's a hundred percent right with all of that and So, if we all sit here and uh and and we agree that those things are true about the Timberwolves and Glenn Taylor is the owner of the team that we're talking about, and he's been the owner since nineteen ninety four so it's not like he came in to the party late he's just he's just been the owner for the entire dark period. Why is it that? The narrative seems to shift on this KG versus the Wolves thing away from Glenn Taylor and over to KG. That's what I can't figure out. And I think Johnny Krasinski did a wonderful job in his athletic article earlier this week of sort of laying out
3: both sides of this. But the Wolves sort of paint the picture this way. Hey, we love... Guys, one second. Hmm. Stephon Diggs just tweeted. Okay, hold on. Just a second ago. I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Let me hit the breaking news. All right. <laughs> Gotta know the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. Dot, 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 dot. Stefan Diggs. We need like a Stefan, Stefan Diggs dramatic tweet alert.
0: I thought I we agree. were using the
3: Rami alert system for that. Here, let me hit this again. yeah <laughs> I thought... Yeah, the agreed upon E-haw. alert for we, Stefan Dings tweets from Noah. We'll, we'll use that. I need an Can interpretation. Re- re- too, re- though. Read that again. You got to know the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. Dot 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 dot. I mean, he's
1: yeah, he's right. So is he saying? But is he saying that the things he deleted on Twitter have been constructive criticism of the Vikings, not destructive, and we don't all understand no, it?
0: I interpret this, and again, I he could be watching a movie and live tweeting it for all we know. Sure. Right now. I have no idea what's going through his head. Could be a relationship. But I take it to mean, hey, coaches are telling me this, and they think it's constructive, but it's really destructive. And uh, now now I'm going to go play for the Patriots.
1: Or have his tweets been trying to incentivize the Vikings somehow to do something different, and now he's getting pushback, and he's like, no, I'm being constructive. I'm not being destructive. I'm the best I am am one of the best players on this yeah, team. I,
0: I like that better than my uh interpretation.
1: And that you don't it's understand that I'm smart because here's the thing about Diggs that I will give him. He's a really smart dude. Like this is not a dumb tweeting fool. He's a pretty he's a bright guy. He's bright, but he
0: also sometimes He likes the drama. I think he has I think his IQ is very high. I think his EQ is probably more toward average, like in terms of his ability to sure just channel his emotions. But and-
3: there's definitely an intent behind these traits, right. whether the intent is for all of us to go, what does it mean? Or if he really is trying to voice some displeasure with his current place of employment, there's definitely an intent. There's a reason why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. And the reason very well could just be that he likes getting a rise out of us. Maybe he listens to Score North. And he likes to rob me alert system and he just wants to hear. I don't know. Do you think Stefan Diggs has the free Score North app on his phone? He should if he doesn't, because I don't care how much money you make. If it's free, it's me, guys. If it's free, it's me. Yeah. Give me three.
0: Apple. It's a really good question. Google Play Store. Go get it. Stefan Diggs clearly listening to Score North on his.
1: Subscribe, rate, device. and
3: review, Stefan,
1: if you are listening. We need more guys like Gronk who are just stupid and like to take their <laughs> shirts off. Hey, here's me oh. on the beach with some with, with some girls that. I like. No, I don't want that. Yeah, but at least those guys are easy to interpret. Hey, he's a meathead. Yeah, you, it's Grog, He's a meathead. Like you
0: always know what George Kittle is thinking. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I wonder if wrestling's on tonight, because if it's not, I'm going to go to the bar. Exactly. Travis Kelsey. I'm, yeah. I'm back in... Iowa, this is going to be great. I'm going to go to the bar. Julian go Edelman's Hawke, that guys. way too,
0: right? Yeah. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Do you remember? <laughs> Speaking of Instagram. <laughs> do you
1: that was the greatest.
0: <laughs> Amazing. So, all right. Well, we'll keep on high alert for more dramatic Stefan Diggs yes. tweets. Whenever you hear this noise,
1: <laughs>
0: you know that Stefan Diggs has tweeted something cryptic. And we will be the first to report it to you on the Mackie and Rami show. So, just like my Wolves question to you guys is, The Wolves' stance on this KG thing, having his jersey retired by the Celtics, Mm -hmm. is, hey, well, we'd love to retire KG's number. He just needs to quit pouting and let bygones be bygones. Mm -hmm. But KG is basically saying, without directly saying, call me when the worst owner in the NBA next to James Dolan is no longer the owner of the Timberwolves, and I would love to rekindle my relationship with the fans in the organization. And I don't, like, if that's his stance, I'm not exonerating him for, for being hard to work with behind the scenes sometimes or for being... Maybe overly dramatic, but I do see his point of view, and I'm not going to just put all this on him. I think there's things he could be doing differently and Absolutely. maybe he could value his relationship with the fans better and show up to a game once in a while and let bygones be bygones to some extent, but let's not lose sight of the ball here. Glenn right. Taylor does not deserve to just be completely let off the hook for the organization's last 25 years or for the relationship being what it is with Kevin Garnett.
1: I feel as if Glenn is being defended um, by people as if he's a good basketball boss. Like, oh, you gotta understand where Glenn's coming from and all this. And to me, that's the start of the conversation. It should be the Wolves should almost be apologetic and say, Kevin is being stubborn, but our boss is one of the worst all time who's ever owned a team. And we know that. But it's, when's
0: that press release coming? But
1: out? it's your but Probably it's your turn, Phil. Self aware, right? Like there's no self awareness. We're acting like this is this is hothead basketball player, or in this case, former player versus nba owner you know if this is the bus family and they had their problems but they own the lakers you know but if this is a really good ownership group then i'd be like yeah you know what back and forth there's a problem here but the wolves i think should almost approach this from a position of we're really sorry we are the wolves we're not well run What can we do here? But I feel like there's this defense of of Glenn as if he's a good owner.
3: and I don't think anybody can make that argument. I don't think anybody can make the argument that Glenn Taylor has been a good owner of a professional sports franchise. Johnny's story points out. Stefan Diggs just tweeted again. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs)
1: So
3: now he's fast and furious. Keep God first. Dot, 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 dot. That's it? That's it. That's the whole tweet. All right. Keep God first. Okay, his use of I'm a
0: big ellipses guy Yeah, The dot dot dot, I love the dot 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 Mm -hmm. He
3: overuses the dot 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 I agree The first tweet in response Get off of social media and take a break (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't the Patriots (laughs) slid into the uh, replies yet? I haven't seen that Why wouldn't it just be Keep God first period I'm going to have to keep a tab open Just for Stefan Diggs tweets The rest of the show guys the dot 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 implies There's more. Th- there's more right. or there's hidden meaning. Which would be I'm thinking about
1: moving. Dot dot dot. And then there's intrigue. But just keep God first. The
0: dot 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 is to maintain some level of mysteriousness, right? Hold on, guys, we
3: missed a couple.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um Two minutes well, the one I read five minutes ago, you gotta know the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism two minutes ago these days you have to take things with a grain of salt dot 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 one minute ago you can hit at the end of the day life is all about perspective and then just within the last minute came keep god first so he's on rapid fire right now stay tuned because there might be more stuff that Means nothing. This sounds sad, like you know. <laughs> it's getting farther and farther
1: away from football. Are
3: we going to get a Judd cryptic tweet during the show today? We haven't gotten
1: one. Did, sure. you, did you ever follow up on the first I'll, one? I'll put one out.
3: No, because that's the thing. It's a mystery. Sometimes you got to go rapid fire. Apparently, though. Think about. I've never done. I've never done rapid fire. Seven hours ago. Life's too short, man. Think,
0: Think about, about adding the about dot dot word. dot or not to certain trivial phrases that, like it it like if Judd were to say. If Jeb were to tweet something like, hmm, maybe it's time to go home. Or, hmm, maybe it's time to go home, (laughs) dot, dot, dot.
3: Okay, now he's listening to us. Because he's just tweeting tweet after tweet after tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Sending love and light to everyone. (laughs) Dot, dot. Bless
2: up. Pray your hands. He wants to get our thought, his thoughts on it. show. Call it's, in; it's a lot easier than tweeting it out. You can just call in, Stefan. Six five one six four
0: six eight two five five.
1: Okay, I think I got it. I think I did. I think I did the math. Here. Are these lyrics to his song? No, no, no. Here's what I think happened. Okay, so five minutes ago, when he tweeted, "These days you have to take things with a grain of salt." Dot dot dot. I think he's starting down the path of saying that we're being trolled by his tweets because the grain of salt would go to all the Instagram stuff coming off from the Vikings. At the end of the day, life is all about perspective, i.e. Vikings fans and people like us don't have perspective because we're so absorbed by football. Keep God first, which is clearly not what we're doing. And then (laughs) sending love and light to everyone bless up. Yeah, Yeah. I think this is basically saying you've been trolled. (laughs) I'm just guessing here, but it sort of it does add up.
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> we need we just need a 24 hour Stefan Diggs tweet update desk here really at Score do. North. We really, really do. Just throw it over there at one o'clock in the morning. He's tweeting again. Eeyah! Eeyah!
1: Good God. You're listening to the Diggs, D I G G S 1500. Yeah. 651 646
0: 8255, Stefan, if you want to chime in on the show here today. Should we get to the controversy? Did you guys guys have any other final wolves takes, or was that properly
1: derailed? I'm just, I would like to see the wolves not act like they are on an even par with KG. Is that fair? That's a that's a really interesting way of putting it. I don't think that they are on the plane of KG, and I think they're acting like this should be an even even conversation. But
0: the other thing too is, and this is something that. I It drives me nuts every time I see it. I think the Wolves and Glenn Taylor feel like, well, we paid him $200 million in his career and made generations of Garnett's rich. So doesn't he owe a little something back this way? To which I would say literally everybody would have paid Kevin Garnett $200 million between 1995 and 2007. Everyone would have. And maybe you could say, well, but they gave him the big contract before anyone else did. And so, Okay, well then you paid him two hundred million, and somebody else would have paid him one hundred eighty million. He didn't. It wasn't like you paid him two hundred million dollars when nobody else would have paid him anything, and therefore he owes you something. His value, based on the economics of the NBA and him being one of the greatest basketball players on the planet, warranted him making two hundred million dollars over ten or twelve years. Do we know so- how
3: concrete the promise was for ownership when he came back the second time. That's the big missing loop here. We
0: know that, and John Krasinski's reporting, and Doogie yesterday on The Scoop, we know that Flip and KG had most of the conversations about everything, about life, about coming back to the Wolves, and about a potential ownership stake at some point. Now, there's also questions, because KG was being... KG was suing a financial advisor and claimed
3: he had $77 million stolen from him. So
0: there were questions and probably still are questions about how much money he actually has and is he able to buy in on a big enough level to be a majority owner or have a big influence in an organization. But we don't really know to what extent Glenn Taylor caught wind of these conversations between Flip Saunders and Kevin Garnett. But I would I would think at some point along the line if you're Glenn Taylor and you know that this is the relationship to preserve. I need to know what has he done? Like and I don't I don't care like you rolled the red carpet out for KG's family once at the game like I like has Glenn Taylor ever flown to KG's front door and knocked on it and said we're going to spend 6 hours ironing this out? I don't think KG opens
1: the door. Not now. Here's my here's here's where I think the narrative gets taken in the wrong direction. Let's say that Glenn and Flip agreed, okay, when Kevin's done playing, he's going to get, I don't know, take your pick of stock, 10%, 15%. Mm-hmm. And then let's say Kevin got ripped off and lost a ton of cash at that point in time. Well, as Flip was sick and then dies, it's up to Glenn then to go to Kevin and say, what can I do for you? Hey, if you can't buy the team or help me buy, that is absolutely fine. I flipped it a lot of work, though, to get you back here. And it's my job to preserve that now. So if you can't buy the team, that's fine. And if you can't buy 10%, that's fine, too. But what can I do so we never get to the point where where we have a falling out again? Because I think where it gets confusing and where people buy in is, well, all these promises were made by Flip and, and Glenn didn't know what they were. I guarantee you, though, the one thing that Glenn knew was Flip told him, don't bleep this up again. And he did. And so let's say he couldn't buy the team. That should not be the reason why he will no longer go near Glenn Taylor. Mm -hmm. Glenn should have gone to him at that moment and said, that's fine, Kevin. What can I do to make you happy? And by the way, if you want to stick around and be involved and you can't own a piece of the team, dude, stick around and be involved. You are the most important single figure in the history of an organization that is awful. And so I get frustrated by the whole thing of, well, what was promised to Kevin and what fell apart? That was purely on Glenn to find out what those things were and to make them work no matter how. And if it involved finances that couldn't be met, that's fine, too.
0: It also didn't help that the guys that Glenn Taylor hired to keep the organization afloat and to try and take it to the next level are two of the most obtuse, antisocial human beings in professional sports in Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden. Like, just two guys, when you think about... Relationship building, great humans. Flip Saunders is at the top of that list, and Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden are not.
1: Sure, but if you go, but if you're Glenn, and you go to Tom and Scott when you hire them and say Kevin is going to be involved. I want you to be good about it, and I want you. You know, they're being paid by Glenn. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to the
0: controversy here, and by controversy, I just mean I feel like we need to reset some ground rules in the good question standings that we keep track of here on yeah. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Jonathan, do you have the tape here from Score North Live weekdays, noon to 2, available? That
3: people around the league notice and are saying essentially the same things about Carl Anthony Towns. As you're saying to us here today, we had Brian Windhorst on last week. He essentially said some of the same things. If they do decide that this plan is not going to work in a year from now or whenever they come to that conclusion, what is the value of Carl Anthony Towns on the trade market?
0: That is a great question, and it's one that I don't think anybody answer right now. Mm. That was that Nick is, Nick Friedel from ESPN that is and a ASPN. Great
1: com. question, and there is no debating that that lived up to the standard by which we have drawn mm-hmm. the rules up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was sure that, that was a great question, and I think here's Thank where you. I stand on it's this. Twice now, okay? somebody has called it a great question. Thank you. If it, if it, wherever it originates from, if we open the gates and it makes its way onto Mackie and Jeb with Rami right. between four and six o'clock, yes, as it just did. Thank you. Uh, and it's not one of our full-time,
3: it's not like Derek Wetmore what and Four Myers. What was okay? that noise that he just made over that there? Was... What was that?
2: Well, what, Jonathan, what's your stance here? What was that noise? That, the, way, the reason we played it because we want to settle this controversy, I don't think it's a, we're playing it because we're building off the question or building off the talker. I think that has to be part of it, no? We, we can't said, just
3: play it to play it. We said if it makes it to air on Mackie and Judd with Robbie, yeah, well, that it counts in the standings.
0: And so... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to count it. I don't want to... I brought it wanna, to I air. Don't, I don't want to suppress great questions. Thank plus, you. Plus, it was only Rami's second in the first two months of this, so...
1: You know... So, hold on a second, though. <laughs> so, and you end your backhanded <laughs> <in> compliments.
0: <laughs> so, the current standings are what? Uh, Judd, you have a four to three to two I got lead one yesterday on from me Pellicero. and Rami. That's right.
2: By the way, we need to talk about that. You got one from Pelicero.
1: Yeah,
0: but that's... That's a counts. tough
2: one to get. I know. I'm just saying. Oh, that's, oh, a, that's tough a tough one, one to get. Yeah, Tom get, okay. doesn't just hand those out.
1: That's high praise for me. But... Okay, so the rules are: if we get a great question that we can document during, bring it to the show show hours. Bring so, like, I show. can't be I can't be taping a conversation unknowingly with a person outside the studio. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up, and then I've got my tape recorder. I am like, hey guys, look at this. My mechanic said, great question.
0: I was on the phone a couple weeks ago with the cable company that I was sort of half breaking up with. All right, I was keeping the internet and getting rid of the cable, and I was asking a couple questions. Cord cutter, and on the phone, the woman said that's a great question right well, Let me answer it for you and it's <laughs> no. it has me thinking about recording all conversations yeah. I think just to a make sure point. that
1: well hold on a second so this is only radio I mean so but if it's no, it's only an interview form well wait but if you're interviewing somebody on a podcast it's not airing you know let's say it's a twins podcast or something yeah
0: you're you're talking to Jake Depew
1: yeah and he's not he's not a full-time and he goes great question does that ca- does that count where are we right. going on it counts
0: yes Okay. The only people that don't count are people that are full-time here, are regular on the mic. But it has to be a
1: score or adventure?
0: Honestly, if it makes its way to the Mackey and Jug with Rami show, <laughs> I think we should keep it open for interpretation. Well, this is Listen, be, if, this if, is if Judd's wearing this a wire at mad. the grocery That's... store, okay? I might go around wire from now on. ridiculous. If, if Judd's wearing a wire at the grocery store and he walks up to the deli guy and says, Hey, Man. you guys ever make those uh, those cuts of ham a little thicker? And the guy said, it's a good question. You know, we thought about it, but people happen to like the so if got a wi- if I got cut wire, You're wearing a wire, and you pick up the audio, and okay. it airs on Mackie and Joe with Rami. It is a point for you. Yeah. Because you have asked a good question, and that is the goal. We are curious people who right. look to ask good questions.
3: I know we don't have time to air this out, but you just brought up a sore spot for me, which is the deli counter at my local grocery store. They are so... So rude and so mean to me whenever I go there, and then so nice to my girlfriend. Like, what? I don't want the stuff in the case. I don't want the stuff that's already been sliced in the case. So I ask for them to slice some fresh, really thin. And they always either give me attitude, or the other day she actually looked at me and said, "We close our slicer at eight o'clock." Yeah. And I was like, no, "Wait you- a second, wait." So you're you're
0: saying when you go to the deli? And they've got the, so... got the meats that are sitting out. Yes, in the glass. Yeah, that you ask them to go find. Ask to meat slice. In the it's bag. too
3: thick. The stuff in the glass is too thick that's and really all... high maintenance. And all... what do you mean high maintenance? That's what. A, that's what a deli counter is for. I like these for.
1: people. I like these people. <laughs>
3: what? Oh, I like them. Here's why. <laughs> what?
1: After two days on the gram, I'm so bored. <laughs> Give me Twitter every time. I like people that get in your face that are mean and spiteful and vengeance. Those are way more fun. And I'm fun. always super polite. i hey, how's it going?
3: Yeah, but I they, please? But they, yeah, and but they, then they, they, you ask for something. Yeah, they know
0: you're overcompensating because you're about to ask them to do something that's But my girlfriend asked
3: for the same thing. They, they don't give her any attitude. Yeah, I bet they talk about her behind her back when she leaves. <laughs> yeah. But Phil's right. <laughs> I got. Uh, Why I, can't you guys <laughs> just take what's in the uh, it's deli a serious, thing? It's a serious problem. I hate going up to the deli counter now. Like I feel like I I have this anxiety now every time I go up to the deli counter because I know I'm going to catch attitude. Right. Is that Stefan Diggs on the phone?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. No, sadly. Someone not.
0: just called. I thought it was Stefan Diggs. There for a second. I'm just saying, like, if you're asking them to go, like they they put those big blocks of meat out for a reason. Okay. Yeah. That's that's their job. What's for wrong the day. with them?
3: I don't want what's already been sliced. I want fresh sliced, they're and I want really I want thinner slices than what you got out there. I don't want some big, thick. So hold on a second. Ham. So one, you don't want
1: what they've got out there, and two, you want them to slice it in a different way that, than they're slicing. I want it
3: thin. I want it thinly sliced. Is that is that wrong of me? They have a sign up that says if you want if you wanted sliced thinner, just ask. Sounds like you're paying. Don't
0: put a sign yeah, up if you're yeah gonna you can ask. But that doesn't prevent them from giving yeah. you attitude for being high maintenance. I
3: don't know. It's a real sore spot for me, clearly.
0: Mackie and Judd with high maintenance Rami here on Score North okay. and the I'm Score true. North app.
3: Untrue,
2: see why they're mean.
0: To you. And we'll get to write that down predictions and an accountability session when we come back here.
2: This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth turkey for 40
0: or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone.